Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We are back. We are back online. It's Thursday Connect. It's the first uh, Thursday Connect 2021. And uh, some of my friends start to join me here in the Bella Vita Resource Center at ICF Rome in Rome, Italy. I am thankful for Thursday Connect. We are going to be uh, continuing our book study on Be Comforted from Warren Wearby. Be Comforted. So if you're joining me, I see you all joining, type in the chat your name and where you're watching from so we can say hi to one another. Good morning, Barb. I didn't know if you'd get to be with us in 2021, but I'm glad you are. And I wish you a very happy new year. So come on, all of you wonderful ladies and men and gents who are joining us online Thursday Connect for 2021. We are ready. In case you, hi, Boriana. In case you haven't seen, this is our new logo that we are ready for 21. Now I'm going to address some uh, current issues in the world in just a little bit, but I want you to know the Lord gave Pastor Rick and I this 2021 Ready 21 theme for this year. And our verse comes from Psalm 108.1, the message. Hi, Anicia. I'm so glad you're here today too. Wonderful. I'm ready, God, so ready, ready from head to toe, ready to sing, ready to raise a God song. Now, did God, is God surprised by any chaos? No. Is God surprised by any turmoil? No. And so as God's child, I am ready to raise the God song of victory. I do not raise a God song of judgment and bitterness and anger and fear. I raise a God song of victory from head to toe, from my mindset to the tip of my toes where my feet walk. And today my feet are walking on the internet with you. So this morning, as we get started, and we're going to run back into... Um, Thursday connect with our book study on Isaiah from Be Comforted. I want you to type in the chat. I went back and reviewed our last Isaiah study before we did our vignettes from all of my wonderful friends who shared their testimony. And so what is something that you have been receiving from the study on Isaiah if you've been with us since the beginning, we started back in September, October, and we are now on, today we're going to start on page uh, 8990, something like that, but what is something, hi Shanta, we're so glad you're here with us, amen, what is something that you have received from the book study on Isaiah? What is something that you have received as we have been studying Isaiah? Well, let me just kind of hit some highlights for you of some things that we have gone over um, to bring you up to date. Isaiah is kind of like the Bible. It has um, the Old Testament, 39 chapters on what's been happening, and then the New Testament, that prophecy. Hi, Christine. I'm glad you got the book. And so um, 
when we look at this story of Isaiah in this book, it's amazing to me that this book was published in 1992, but I actually picked it up at a minister's conference um, like two years ago, and I felt like God was saying this was something that we were going to use for our Thursday Connect. And wow, Isaiah, he warns about turmoil among the nations. He warns about those who put their trust in chariots and people rather than in God and how the children of Israel went back and forth with trusting God and yet not trusting him. Um, he talks about the Lord, our salvation. He talks about being a prophet and that God with us, he declares Emmanuel would come. He has a burden in those first few chapters of Isaiah where he is trying to warn them, trying to let them know there is turmoil and things are going to happen. But he always comes back with the promise of redemption. And so we were on um, chapter six. I'm looking at the uh, contents. If you can see it, we were on chapter six last when we last started. So we're about halfway through and he was talking in Isaiah 28 to 31 about the storm clouds over Jerusalem. And, um, you know, I want you to know this morning, just right off the top, that my heart is saddened for what is happening in America. Uh, it's, not, it's not godly. We, we, we are saddened at the twist of events that has happened. But I pastor, I have the privilege of living here in Italy and pastoring an international community. And many of the wonderful people that I know have experienced so much turmoil in their countries. And America is being brought to a spot for sure where um, we need to humble ourselves and pray. We don't need to just say it that we're doing it, but we really need to do it. And so as we start this year, I want to remind you, I'm ready to raise a God song of victory. I will not raise a God song of judgment and doom and gloom. We will raise that God song of victory. And so as in any chaotic turmoil situation that we see, the Bible is so amazing because what was true and relevant then is also true and relevant for us in this current world that we are living in. So I wanted to hit on a couple things. Last time we talked about from page um, chapter six that the Lord was warning Jerusalem and God always warns us. And he tells us he's appalled by things that do not bring us close to him, pleasure loving societies and being so proud of your beauty, Samaria, he was talking about. And on that day of judgment, Samaria would learn that Jehovah, not Samaria, is the crown of glory. God, not our country, is the crown of glory. And Judah would be guilty of the same sins, it tells us. There would be a problem with those who reject God's word. People would become so intoxicated with intellectual pride that they would laugh at the message. I want to say to us today that we can't use our intellect and our pride to navigate through life's very, very difficult situations right now. 
The Lord also said that he was going to humble Jerusalem on page 89 in our book. And he talked about humbling the proud city and defeating them suddenly. And when they return to their sins. And so, you know, we can say in pride that, hey, we're supposed to stand for all of this, but we say it in such harsh, mean, terrible things. We are not a witness when we act like that. And Isaiah was actually predicting what some call the battle of Armageddon. We talk about how the end times are coming. All of this is to prepare God's children to say, there's a song, this world is not my home. I'm only passing through. And I am prepared for a place in heaven where there will be no more turmoil, no more sickness, no more fear. But in the meantime, I am to be salt and light in this world. And so I want to hit on just a couple of verses with you. Um, I don't see you answering the question, yes, about trusting God, Barb, amid political unrest. Thank you. Uh, raising the God song. Amen. What is something that you want to learn from Isaiah? Well, let's look at Isaiah 30, starting with verse 15. Isaiah 30, starting with verse 15. This is a promise of redemption. There is judgment when we sin. There is a price to pay when we depend on anyone other than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. But here's the promise of redemption. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. This is what the Lord is saying in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15. But you would have none of it. You said, no, we'll flee on horses and you flee and we'll ride off on swift things. But God was saying, no. Therefore, your pursuers will be swift. A thousand will flee at the threat of one, and at the threat of five, you'll flee away. Yet, in verse 18, yet, if you have your Bible open to Isaiah 30, verse 18, circle that word yet. Type it in the chat, yet. That means in spite of, yet there's another promise. The Lord longs to be gracious to you. He rises to show you compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. O oh, people of Zion who live in Jerusalem, you will weep no more. How gracious he will be when you cry for help. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. Can you imagine? As soon as he hears, he will answer you. So today, no matter what turmoil is going on in your life, I want you to know that the promise of Isaiah is to be comforted in all of these things. I can even be comforted in the prophecy and the prediction of turmoil because there is a promise of redemption in the word. Prediction fulfilled, promise fulfilled. Prediction fulfilled, promise fulfilled. So I can be comforted as I read Isaiah and I hear the Lord say in Isaiah 30 verse 19, how gracious he will be. As soon as he hears you cry for help, he will answer. And then we look over in verse 29 of Isaiah 30. 29. 
says, and you will sing as on the night you celebrate a holy festival. Your hearts will rejoice as when people go with flutes to the mountain of the Lord, to the rock of Israel. The Lord will cause men to hear his majestic voice. He will make them see his arm coming down. Now it goes on to talk about with a cloud burst, with raging anger, the voice of the Lord will shatter Assyria. And every stroke the Lord lays on them with his punishing rod will be to the music of tambourines as he fights them in the battle. Here is the promise. There is a battle coming, whether it's the battle of Armageddon, whether it's the current battle of political unrest or COVID-19, the Lord will fight the battle and we will raise a God song of victory according to scripture. Now I want to turn over to Isaiah chapter 32. And I want to say to you, because this is supposed to be a connect time, all right? How are you comforted when it seems like the answer is so far away? How are you comforted when it seems like the answer is so far away? Type something in the chat for those of us that will watch together. How are you comforted when it seems like the answer is so far away? I'll wait for you. I know there's a little gap, so. I am comforted when it seems like the answer is far away by studying the Word of God. We talked last night and Wednesday about um, praying scripture, praying the word of God. When you don't know what to pray, you pray scripture. When we have to do battle, yes, Barb, we just have to be still. Amen. Amen. Those of us who are doers have to be reminded to be still in the presence of the Lord, however long it takes. Yes. Amen, Eunicea, that he is the provider. He absolutely is. Awesome, awesome, awesome. As we close up chapter six, praying and reading and worshiping and trusting, yes, Boriana, thank you for interacting by the promises of God. Chapter six talked about storm clouds and we see storm clouds over our world, over our countries, over our families, um, but the promises of God and standing together with other people of like faith, strong faith, people who can lift your faith to the next level. Stand with people who can lift your faith to the next level or stand with people so that your faith will be list, lifted to the next level. Because there are times when we're weak. I'm weak sometimes and I need people who will lift my faith to the next level. Isaiah 32:17 says the fruit of righteousness will be peace the effect of righteousness will be quietness and confidence forever and my people will live in peaceful dwelling places i want to encourage you today that if your place your dwelling place does not feel peaceful Turn off the news. Don't turn this off on social media, but 
sometimes we have to, I have to choose not to watch any more news for a little bit. I have to choose to listen to the word of God. I have to choose to go to the word of God before I go to the word of man. I want to say that again. Choose to go to the word of God before you go to the word of man, before you go to the news. What is the news going to tell me? The news is going to tell me something that I'm hoping is going to be good. There's going to be a solution, but it's not going to be immediate. We've seen that in 2020. God's made us ready for 2021. God never fails. Yes, Jenny. Jenny Rose. Amen. Our hope never fades when we're clinging to him. Isaiah 32, 17. Now, as we go into chapter 7 on page 97 of the book, <laughs> oh Lord, future shock and future glory. This is what I love about Isaiah. Again, he tells us the prophecy, if we don't obey the Lord, if we don't depend on the Lord, if we look to the world too much, if we look to government systems too much, but he always promises us that future glory. This is the Holy Spirit inspired word of the Father imparted to Isaiah to write down in the Holy Scripture for you and for me to be encouraged that God will be with us. Amen? So as we look to Isaiah chapter 33, if we were all together, many times what we do is we will read a, a portion of the chapter. So I'm going to do that, and you follow along with me on page 97. In 1919, a writer named Lincoln Steffens visited the Soviet Union to see what the communist revolution was accomplishing. In a letter to a friend, he said, I've seen the future and it works. If he were alive today, he would probably be less optimistic. The Russian experiment seemed to be successful. A university professor posted a sign on his study wall that read, the future is not what it used to be. Since the advent of atomic energy, many people wonder if there's a future at all. What does Jeremiah 29, 11 says? I have declared for you a promise, a bless. I have, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah 29, 11. We cannot ignore, sorry, my hair is uh, bothering me. <laughs> we cannot ignore what God is saying to us. I promise to give you a hope and a future. I do not look to society for my hope. I do not look to medical intervention for COVID for my hope. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. Now, I pray for medical intervention, and I thank God for vaccinations for those who will take it. I thank God that he, the truth, sets people free, and the truth will prevail. But the children of God have a hope and a future, so we trust in the Lord our God. In the four chapters that conclude the first section of Isaiah's prophecy. He invites us to look at four future events to see what God has planned for his people and his world. These chapters, listen to me, this is the Bible. This is not a book a man wrote. We're talking about the Holy Scripture, my big old Bible, my life application study Bible. 
filled with notes and highlights. This is the word of God. These chapters are not human speculation. They are divinely inspired revelation and they can be trusted. Type it in the chat. God's word can be trusted. God's word can be trusted. So the first thing we see is that a king will reign. At the beginning of its history, the nation of Israel was a theocracy with God as king, not just a monarchy led by human rulers. In the days of Samuel, the people asked for a king and God gave them Saul. It was David who established both the dynasty for Israel's throne and the ancestry for Israel's Messiah. Every devout Jew knew that the future Messiah would be the son of David, according to Matthew 22. In Isaiah 32.1, Isaiah wrote about a king. Now listen to this. I love this from our book on page 98. God's word can be trusted. In Isaiah 32, verse 1, it says, See a king, a king will reign in righteousness. But in 3317, 3317, he says, the king, a king, the king. And then in verse 22, he says, our king, our king. I want you to follow that. 32, we're on page 98 in our book. Chapter 32, verse 1, Isaiah starts to write about a king. Then in chapter 33, verse 17, he calls him the king. But when we get to verse 22, he says he is our king. It's not enough to say Jesus Christ is king. It's not even enough to say he is the king. We must confess our faith in him and make him our king. So like Nathaniel, we say, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel, according to John 149. In contrast to the evil rulers of Isaiah's day, the Messiah will reign in righteousness and justice. And he will be like a refreshing river in the desert, ruling in the fear of God. Isaiah describes the wonderful transformations that will occur because of Messiah's reign. He ministered, listen to what Isaiah did. Isaiah was a man used by God to minister to nations who were in turmoil. Do you think God might be calling us to minister to nations who are in turmoil? Not to side with one or the other, but to side in the middle with God, with the word of God. There is no division in God's family. I want to say that again. There is no division in God's family. Now, there is a division of right and wrong and good and evil. But the enemy has worked very hard, more than I have ever seen in six decades on the planet, to sow division among people groups on this planet in the last 12 to 24 months. God is not the author of division. God is the author of peace. And when we choose to follow God's word, we can see how there is a promise of redemption Isaiah was ministering to spiritually blind, deaf, and ignorant people. But 
the nation will have a new heart and enter into a new covenant with the Lord. So I want to look at Isaiah, where this chapter is 32 to 35 in the chapters of Isaiah. Chapter 33, chapter 33, verse 5 says, The Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high, and he will fill Zion with justice and righteousness. He will be the sure foundation for your times. This is not just to Israel. He's talking to you. Boriana has said she puts her name in there. So imagine this. He's saying, I'll fill Jennifer with justice and righteousness. I'll be the sure foundation for Jennifer's times. I'll be a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge for Barb. I'll, I'll give the fear of the Lord, which is the key to the treasure to Boriana. And here's what it says in verse seven. Look, their brave men cry aloud in the streets. Envoys of peace are weeping bitterly. The highways are deserted. No travelers on the road. The treaty is broken. The witnesses despised. No one is respected. The land mourns and wastes away. Chapter 33, verses 5 through 8. But there is always a promise of redemption. Look at verse 10 in chapter 33. Now will I arise. When all this happens, all this turmoil and, and the lack of respect, now will I arise, says the Lord. Now will I be exalted. Now will I be lifted up. The people will be burned as if to lime and cut. They will be set ablaze. But look, verse 20. Look in verse 20 of chapter 33. The, my title on my Bible says, Distress and Help. What this says in our book study is shock and glory. Verse 20 says, Look upon Zion, the city of our festivals. A peaceful abode a tent that will not be moved. Its stakes will never be pulled up, nor any of its ropes broken. There the Lord will be our mighty one. It will be a place of broad rivers and streams. For the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our God, the, our lawgiver. The Lord is our king, verse 22 in chapter 33. The Lord is our king. It is he who will save us. It is he who will save us. We must depend on the word of the Lord. And so we go on. We see that in chapter 34, I'm going to fly through this a little bit today. We're going to quit at about 1245. And I want you to take the last 15 minutes of this hour that you have designated to pour over chapter 32, 33, 34, and 35. All right, because I want you to see that because on page 99 in Isaiah 32, 15 to 20, the prophet returned to his description of the messianic kingdom and emphasized the restoration of peace and prosperity. None of these changes took place after the deliverance of Jerusalem in 701 or when the remnant be turned to Jerusalem from Babylon. So we must assign these prophecies to the future kingdom because of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. There will be peace and plenty because there will be righteousness in the land.
I want you to look at Ezekiel chapter 36. Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 26 through 30. You know, what we love about the Bible and the Bible study is that there is a thread from Genesis to Revelation. God, he creates, he gives to man. Man sins, man rejects, and then God redeems. And that thread runs through the whole Bible. God's word never contradicts itself. What God put in motion in the beginning, he has a plan for it in the end. So as we look at the parallels in scripture, we can see in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 26 through verse 30 says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. If your heart has become hardened to others, like a heart of stone, he says, I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Then you will live in the land I gave your ancestors you will be my people and I will be your God. I will save you from your uncleanness. I will call for the grain, that which supplies for us, and make it plentiful and will not bring famine upon you. I will increase the fruit of the trees and the crops of the field so that you will no longer suffer disgrace among the nations because of famine. Here's what the Lord spoke to me as I was reading that, that he's talking about the fruit of the trees and the crops of the field. What is the famine? I believe right now there is a famine in the land. There is a famine in our world. There is a famine among people of godliness. There is a famine of holiness. There is a famine of peace. People are starving because they do not have an abundance of the fruit. He said, I will increase the fruit and the crops of the field so that you will not suffer disgrace because of famine. So here's what I believe Isaiah is saying to us today. Trust the word of the Lord. Don't let there be a famine of peace of love, of grace, and of mercy in your life. Do not get caught up in the back and forth of division. I, I believe the Lord has spoken to me. And I will say to anyone who has ever watched me and thought that I was speaking one way or another, I only speak for Jesus. I only want to speak for Jesus. I speak for what's true. I speak for biblical values. I am against abortion. Um, I am against killing. I am against lying. I am against all things the scripture has said will keep me from heaven. But I am for people. Good people and bad people have the potential to be God's children if they choose him. Good people and bad people have the potential to be God's children if they choose him. So God forgive us if we have looked upon someone who has hurt us or harmed us or harmed our countries or harmed our churches and cursed them. 
God, I don't want to curse one single human being that you created. I pray that you would set them free from any bitterness, from any angst, that God, we would bless those who curse us. We would bless those who have hurt us. We would bless those who have chosen what we would not choose. And we would say, Lord, my hope is not built on a man, on a government. My hope is built on the redeeming power of Jesus Christ. As we start 2021, I'm ready to raise a God song of victory. I am in turmoil for my country, America. I feel sad for my country, Italy, that is, and Europe that is facing more lockdowns. But I, I know this, I'm ready. You're ready. My faith is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and his righteousness. I am ready to raise a God song of victory in every circumstance, no matter what comes my way, no matter what intense prayers we have to pray. Our faith will grow again. You might see that behind my head. That's our theme here at Bella Vida, where dreams can grow again. And so as we declare that the fruit will cause us to not suffer disgrace, and we will not have a famine, as it says in Ezekiel. I want you to think about, as we look at Isaiah 34, he talks about the judgment against the nations. You can read it. The Lord will have a day of vengeance and a year of retribution, and there will be things that happen because people do not seek the Lord, but I want you to be encouraged. If you know Jesus, and I mean not as a king, if you know Jesus, not just as the king of the church, but if you know Jesus as your king, as our king, then I am not going to lose the joy of the Lord no matter what, no matter what sickness, no matter what pains in my body I have, no matter what uncertainties I have. You see, we are ready to worship. That's our theme for January, ready to worship. And when I worship our king, all fear has to go away. All doubt has to dissipate. When we worship church, when we worship child of God together, unity comes and division goes away. Unity comes and division goes away. We can't worship a man. We can't worship men and what they have done in the past. We must worship the king, my king, our king. And so as we look at Isaiah chapter 35, here's what I want you to see. The joy of the redeemed, the future glory that will come. Jerusalem will be delivered and there will be some judgment, but the glorious kingdom will be established. So you are going to study Jerusalem will be delivered on page 100 and 101. You're going to study that for yourself. You're going to study chapter 34. The sinful world will be judged. You know me. I love to give good news. Yes, Barb, no news today. Just worship. That's what we need to do. But as we worship, oh, man, as we worship, unity comes when we worship God. The glorious kingdom will be established I don't know what you're facing today, but the Lord knows. So you know what? No matter what you're facing, turn your face to the face of God. No matter what you're facing, turn your face to the face of God. Hear the word of the Lord in Isaiah 35. The desert and the parched land will be glad. The wilderness will rejoice and blossom. 
like the crocus it will the crocus is a cactus that's prickly but it will burst into bloom it will rejoice greatly and shout for joy the glory of lebanon will be given to it and the splendor of carmel they will see the glory of the lord and the splendor of god strengthen the feeble hands steady the knees that give way i'm in isaiah chapter 35 verse 3 say to those with fearful hearts these aren't my words these aren't the words of the author of our book be comforted these are the words of the lord in isaiah 34 35 verse 4 say to those with fearful hearts be strong be strong do not fear your god will come and he will come with a vengeance and divine retribution he will come to save you then the eyes of the blind will be open and the ears of the deaf unstopped the lame will leak leap like a deer and the mute tongue will shout for joy waters will gush forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert the burning sand will become a pool and in the thirsty ground there will be a bubbling up of the springs and a highway will be there i'm in verse 8 of chapter 35 a highway will be there it will be called the way of holiness the unclean will not journey on it. It will be for those who walk in the way. Wicked fools will not go on it. No lion will be there, nor any ferocious beast, but only the redeemed, this is the promise of heaven, will walk there and the ransomed of the Lord will return. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them and sorrow and sign will flee away if you have your bible i want you to circle isaiah chapter 35 verse 10 gladness and joy will overtake them sorrow and sign will be swept away there is a promise of a future glory that is coming for the child of god he's not just a king he's not just the king he's my king He's my king. He's your king. And so this morning, thank you for being with me on the chat. Those of you that will share this with others, our dear friend Lisa Fryer is on the chat. Her husband was in a terrible motorcycle accident and lost part of his leg. He, they had COVID, but they're recovering. Lisa, I've been following your story. That heart is pumping. That life is thriving. There will be streams in the desert and sorrow and mourning will be washed away. And there is an oil of gladness, a joy of gladness that will come and that cactus will burst into bloom. So today I want to encourage you, let that which has felt prickly and harsh let it burst into bloom do not be caught into the tug of war between two sides god's people should be on the same side and that is the side of scripture that we denounce sin and we decree that god is a god of peace that he is a god of mercy that he is a god of justice and that we must all repent 
of the arrogance and the pride and the, and the judgment of others. We must repent of that. And we must say, Lord, Lord Jesus, I love you. Stacy is walking on that new leg. Hallelujah, Lisa. We must say to God, I give you 2021 in my life. I give you January. I am ready to worship my King. I am ready to worship my King. He is the God of mercy. He is ready to wash sorrow and sighing away from you. It does not mean that the circumstances are going to change immediately. They will not. They may not. But my God is unchangeable. And he is a God of peace. Write that down. My God is unchangeable. He is a God of peace. The Lord is our strength. And the joy of the Lord is our strength. So do not let the circumstances of this life Take away your joy. So, Father, today, I commit your children to you. God, we begin 2021 as we connect in worship and the word through the study of Isaiah that you predicted that there would be turmoil. But you also have a promise of a future glory and a glory in Jesus, our Redeemer, to be with us, to walk in the ways with us, and that, God, you will quench that parched land and that you will gush forth in the wilderness and you will bubble up springs in the dry and thirsty land as we worship you. I am ready to worship my king. Remember that. Don't say Jesus is a king. Don't say Jesus is the king of kings, although he is. Say Jesus is my king. He is a person. That's what Isaiah did. He said he's not just a king for Israel. He's not just a king for future nations. He is a king of kings. And my God is unchangeable. His peace is impenetrable. And I will worship him no matter what. God bless your kids today. We thank you that we will not let anything steal our joy or our peace. We will clothe ourselves with the garments of righteousness for his name's sake. And we will declare peace. We will not condemn others. We will say, God, you have the ability to bring healing and restoration because you've done it in my life. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And as we repent and worship the Lord, he will bring that stream in the desert and he will bubble up joy and that sorrow will be replaced with joy. I love you and I pray today that you will walk in peace, that you will walk in joy in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Next week, we will finish chapter seven. So we will start on page uh, 101, 102, something like that. And we'll begin to look at those personal reflections on page 106. So as you're studying in the book, all right, we're in chapter seven. God is able. We're going to stand on Isaiah 35. He's going to make a way, but you have to walk in that way of holiness. Do not be sucked into what the world is trying to do to us. There is no division when we worship God. We worship in unity because he is the King of Kings and my King. I love you. Thank you for joining me today. Have a wonderful, blessed week. And we'll see you Sunday, 10 a.m. or 1145 here and 1145 online.